CR101radio.com, podcasts, and more. Welcome back to Preschool Pioneers. I am your host, Jeremy Walker. You can follow us on our parent network, CR101 Radio, on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, Gab, YouTube, and Liberty News Radio. And you can subscribe to this podcast on your preferred platform so you never miss an episode. Visit cr101radio.com forward slash preschool pioneers for these links. So let's go ahead and get this episode started. It's entitled, J is for juxtaposition. The difference between Christian and humanistic education is the difference between life and death. Well, we'd like to start every episode of Preschool Pioneers answering a question. And that question is very simple. Why Christians should become teachers? Well, Christians should become teachers because the world of education, from the youngest of ages to the highest pinnacle of academic establishments, has been hijacked by humanistic revolutionaries that want all of the children in the world to learn from them. These schools desire to birth the spiritual children of the revolution and the first thing that must be burnt out and burnt down are families, all families. Only then can the new society and new humanistic revolutionary family emerge and take command of the future. Well, that's a very good reason for Christians to become teachers. A juxtaposition is interesting it's when you line things up and evaluate them side by side, as it were. And whenever you line humanism up against Christianity, you do get to see two very, very different outcomes. You get to see the fruit that's produced by the ideologies, the doctrines, and the education that it produces. One thing that stuck with me a very long time ago was a comment that actually came from the Dark Knight. It was the Batman movie, and its quote was, Some men just want to see the world burn. And this is a very good place to start when you're discussing humanistic education and humanism in and of itself. Rebellion against creation, rebellion against God. Some people just want to see the world burn. So the question you have to ask yourself, especially when we're starting here talking about teachers and talking about parents, we want to ask ourselves the question, who do you give your children to? Who do you give them to? When I was growing up, nobody ever asked the question. When you send your children to school, and it was a very common thing where I grew up, every child went generally and traditionally to the local government school. But nobody ever stopped and asked yourself the question. If we have so many churches on so many corners of our town, how is it we're all sending our children to the same schools? 
and it was very simple. Everyone thought education was neutral, and religion was for the churches, and the schools themselves were non-religious. This was the lie that was being taught to families, and still is to this day. If you ask the normal person, is religion in the normal government school? Their answer will be no. But yes, it is absolutely 100%. The only problem is the established religion of our government schools is not Christianity or any other so-called religion. It is the religion of humanism. See, when you give your children to somebody, you're handing over your responsibility. You, you can't get away from it. And this is something, this is why Christians should become teachers. Absolutely, 100%. Parents need to wake up. Teachers need to become vigilant and deliberate in what they do. But giving your children to somebody? I remember when I asked the question a long time ago. If your children are being taught in the normal government school today, at what point do you say, you're not going to teach that to my children, whatever that might be? And it can't be any more important. Life and death, as we mentioned in the beginning. The Bible constantly refers to the words of life. God gives us guidance. God gives us his commandments, which produce something. It produces life. It produces prosperity. And when you line up the humanistic teachings, it destroys life. It produces bondage and slavery and tyranny. And everywhere you look, you can't help but see it. If you just take just one realm... Let's take the realm of sexuality. Well, biblically, what God tells us, and we should be telling our children and teaching other people, if you're a teacher, is that marriage is man's primary institution. Sexuality is to be had inside that institution with a man and a woman as God created. Here, there is blessing, there's security, there's protection. The family protects itself. And the sexuality had is fulfilling, and it is blessed. Now you take the opposite, humanism. Sexuality is chaotic. You can have sex with whoever you want to, male, female, otherwise, whatever. You don't have to be married. You don't have to be, as we would consider the concept, monogamous. You can do whatever you want with them. And, of course, jumping partner to partner to partner to partner to partner Perfectly okay, free love. Then, of course, now we're in the phase of homosexuality, where, of course, you have lesbians, you have homosexuals, and these things are considered love is love. Well, I'm fine with people teaching what they want to teach. I have no problem with that in general when you live in a culture like ours, as long as we get to teach what we want to teach. And we teach the truth. The truth. Now, the truth is, is that what you get when you follow God's commandments is a wonderful, loved, blessed life. It's a fact. It just is a fact. Even secular psychologists and anybody else you want to listen to knows that if you have a husband and wife, mother and father inside the home, it brings stability. 
to men. It brings stability to women. The number one uh, product of poverty is divorce. The number one problem with children is absentee parents, either no parents or missing a mother or missing a father. We know this to be factual, simple. We know that the prosperity in the family, when you have two families, the uh, husband and wife working together, the family is safer and produces better, including economically. Now you have the opposite, broken families, broken childhoods, rampant, broken societies, which is what we're facing today because they're following humanism. And then, of course, on top of that, when you go into sexual deviancy, when you go into sexual promiscuity, breaking all of God's sexual laws in this world that we live in, there is consequence. Sexually transmitted diseases all over the place, and people are filled with them. They, in fact, have to just learn to live with them because they're not going to stop doing or stop practicing their religion, which might be promiscuity. It might be homosexuality, whatever it might be. They're not going to stop doing those things, and therefore they're just going to have to live with it. But when you line up humanism versus Christianity, one leads to a blessed life. One leads to want, poverty, sickness, and more. So it's not complicated for those people to see it. Now, God's commandments are meant for God's people. It is meant to create a Christian culture. Now, as we, as Christians, learn how to set up our own lives personally and then as a family, we then can influence society and our culture as a whole. But until we can handle ourselves, until we can handle our families and our children, we have no business talking to other people. See, the problem is, is that people, they know that they're not going to change your mind, especially the humanists of the world, especially us as adults. But they do want your children. They desperately want your children. If you want nothing more, just focus on the concept of Disney. Disney right now is trying desperately, as well as every media outlet in America today, to change your child's mind, specifically on the concept of sexuality. This is something they're desperately trying to do. They desperately want to change your child's mind. Now, they know they're not going to change your mind. You're the old fuddy-duddy. I was recently listening to and reading an article, and it was talking about the most recent and upcoming Buzz Lightyear movie. And people like to throw these headlines out there, but what they were talking about was this, is that there was some kind of lesbian or homosexual kissing scene in the movie, And it was getting headlines, and they were saying, well, I look forward to the day. When these things are normal, why would this be be headlines? Why would this be important? Because they want to normalize perversion. Now, they won't talk about all the diseases that are rampant by these types of activities. When you break God's sexual laws, all the consequences that come. No, no, no. Love is love, as if it's some normal thing. It's just another flavor of ice cream. Ice cream is okay. Chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, Neapolitan. But that's not the case. They don't talk about the world of reality because when you line them up, the world of reality versus the world of fiction, the world of fiction becomes easily known. So they must suppress the world of reality, which is Christianity, which is the Bible, 
But what people don't understand, parents and teachers, these people look forward to the day when the older generations will just die out, kind of like, as they said, the dinosaurs, because they want you to die, and they want your religion to die with you. They want to separate children from families. I have heard people from TikTok. I have heard people talk about the humanistic agendas, and what they want is they want to get into schools. They want to separate the children and the families. They flat out will say it outrightly, that the parents are the problem. The parents won't teach you like the public school will or the government school will. That's right. A good parent, a good godly parent, will not teach you like the government school does. That's 100% correct. If there is a good school out there, it will not do the same either. It will teach children the truth. It will not teach them fairy tales. It will not teach them lies. It will not suppress the truth. It will tell things the way they are. And love, no, is not love. There are certain types of sexual activity that are blessed. Absolutely, 100%. They're good. They are prosperous. And those are what God has created. And then there is disease-ridden, problem-driven destruction, which destroys both the individual the family, and society, and it is well known. See, the rebellion of the humanistic man is self-destructive. And not only that, but is doomed to fail. And history, again and again, proves this. Christians need to become teachers because we have the Bible. We have the revealed knowledge of the Word of God. We have the commandments of God, which are the basic principles of how man's supposed to live. Now, I will grant that there are two sets of standards in general for people in the world. There are those standards for Christians, the people of God, and there are those standards for other people. Now, those standards of living, however, don't mean necessarily that non-Christians can't be blessed by following God's commandments. Like say theft. Let's say thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not lie. You will be blessed. Just like not putting your hand on a hot stove. You can be blessed in this life. By following God's commandments. But that's not ultimate. That's not ultimate. But the main most important thing. Most important thing. Is authority and rebellion to God itself. And Christians that's what our job is to do. Our job is to get out there, teach that to our children, teach that to our parents. We're supposed to line up humanism and we're supposed to line up Christianity and show the world the differences that are there. The law of God is our schoolmaster, the Bible says, to lead us to Christ, the solution to our problem. Our problem is sin. And the solution is to have a repentant heart, which only God can actually give you, and they move in the direction of commandment keeping. See, lining up the two, humanism versus Christianity, Christianity will lead you to the path of light and life, and humanism will lead you downward into death and destruction. If you want to destroy yourself, if you want to destroy your family, if you want to destroy your society, all you have to do is reject God Reject what God says 
is good for us, the way we should live in this life, and you will easily succeed in destroying everything around you and be an agent of destruction. But if you'd want to be an agent of life, a life giver, a parent who gives life to their children, a teacher who gives light and life to their students, then you will teach them God's commandments. You will teach them the truth inside the Bible itself. And you will be a giver of life. So let's go ahead and talk about some practical things. Because I like talking about the theology, which is what the beginning of Preschool Pioneers does. It talks about the important stuff, like the differences when you saddle up Christianity versus humanism. But let's talk about some things that are another part of our Preschool Pioneers field guide. This part I like is fun because I talk about stuff that are in parenting handbooks, which are basically humanist. So let's start with don't try this at home, modern parenting and educational advice that you're going to want to avoid. Quote, The only constant is change. What worked yesterday will not work tomorrow. So your parenting approach needs to evolve as your kids do. Each of us seems to get the perfect child to learn whatever we need to know. Unquote. Well, this is completely wrong. See, when you treat children in the same manner on a daily basis and have the same expectations of them on a daily basis, you give a foundation that children can stand upon and feel safe around. Children need consistency in order to grow and to learn. They not only need to know what their limitations are, they demand them. See, children without set limitations that are imposed upon them are unhappy and very uncooperative, to say the least. Parenting handbooks in general are humanist. Just put that in the back of your mind. Say it again. Parenting handbooks are humanist. All education, humanist. It is not Christian in its approach, and the vast majority of things that claim to be Christian are humanist as well. So, having said that, you don't need to be changing everything today and tomorrow. Any parent that tries to continue to change how they approach their child is just stupid. Don't listen to such nonsense. If you're a teacher, if you work in a classroom, you need to be consistent. To be non-consistent is to destroy a classroom. Children don't know who they're going to see in the morning. It's absolute dumbfounding that any such advice could be considered to be expert advice by doctors. It's so dumb. See, when you're working with children, the consistency leads to patience and eventual progress. Anytime I'm dealing with a parent and they're having an issue with behavior with their children and the school is working with them, or if you're a parent and you're working with your own child, you're going to have to develop patience. And that patience is built on consistency upon yourself and how you act towards that child and how they learn that you're going to react. That leads to progress. That progress does not lead eventually perfection immediately, but eventually it will lead to the common goal, which is to get your child to conform. Some people hate that idea, conform. But no, it's not. I want my child personally and students to conform to the Ten Commandments. Learn to 
respect those in authority, learn not to hit and to hurt other people, but to care for them, learn not to lie, but to tell the truth, learn not to steal, but to work hard, so forth and so on. It's not overly complicated. They need to conform to a standard, and our standard as Christians is the Ten Commandments. The standard for the humanist is nothing. Do what you want, which, of course, is chaos. When you are trying to work on patience, when you are trying to be consistent, as we're talking about here, speaking clearly and compassionately to children at home and at school works really well. You do not need to be crazy. You don't need to be yelling all the time. That doesn't get you anywhere. But speaking very clearly about what you want and compassionately will get you very far. You have to be patient, but you need to be firm at home and in the classroom. Children need to know where the lines are at. But patience is called for. You are dealing with children. You are dealing with training. And they need that kind of understanding that, you know, even though you're not perfect, we're working with you. And you're a great kid, both in, you know, in the home and in a school setting. You have to be positive. You have to, you know, present positive and negative consequences, both. Children don't need one set of consequences. They need two sets of consequences. You know, if you can listen to what I'm telling you to do as a parent or as a teacher, there are positive consequences. If you don't, there are negative consequences. If you don't have a nice balance between those two and they are consistent, if you are trying to change every day one thing to the next, you're going to fail. Children do very good, and they demand it. Consistency from you. They want to know what to expect from you, how you're going to act. You need to be fair, yet firm, and resolute. In other words, never engage into a situation that you are not going to win, if it's at home or if it's at school. Authority, people misunderstand it. The Bible has a Bible verse in Proverbs that says, He that spares the rod spoils the child. Many people think that the rod is a form of corporal discipline. That's what they think of. But the problem is, is they don't understand the rod is authority in and of itself. So at home as the parent, at school, as an administrator or a teacher, when you're dealing with children, you're always dealing with who is in charge, who gets the final say, who does someone else have to listen to? Are the parents listening to the child? Are the teachers listening to the student? Or is it the other way around? Is the parent in charge of the home? Is the teacher in charge of the classroom? If you give children the impression that they are in charge of the home or they are in charge of the classroom, then you are in for a world of pain. Constantly, every single day, I run into parents and say, I just don't know what's going on. I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know what to do with my child. Simple. Be the parent. Be the teacher. Be consistent. See, when you saddle up, once again, this juxtaposition showing the difference between Christianity and humanism, humanism's ideas every day has to be different. There's always something new, always something different. There's no authority. There's no rules. It's do what you want, do what feels right, chaos, anarchy, psychosis. Eventually, give the kids drugs. 
I'm not kidding. Give the kids drugs. When the most recent, I was disturbed. Parenting handbooks I was reading gave all this advice. And then at the end, it gives more advice. And what was the advice at the end? Well, you know, this advice here is going to work for most kids. But there are some kids, you know, some kids this isn't going to work on. And if it doesn't work, you need professional help. You need professional medical help. And these are the people you need to go to. And what was their solution? Drugs. Can you believe it? Drugs. They want to take kids because they have bad advice. They don't know children. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they need to thrive. They give you horrible advice and then say, when my advice fails, when my advice fails, drug your kids. Put your kids on low-dose antifetamines, meth, and that's how you're going to get control of them. Disgusting, gross, and disturbing. But common. So this is Jeremy Walker. This is Preschool Pioneers. I'm just trying to hopefully explain to you why it is the Christians need to become teachers, why they need to get inspired, why they need to get involved. But the world needs Christians. Children need Christians. They need the truth. And if you're going to do anything, if you're going to make a difference, and you're going to have to get out there, you're going to have to get off your hump, and you're going to have to do something. As a parent, you're going to have to stop listening to poor advice. And as teachers, you need good advice as well. It's found in the Word of God. Have a good day.